Hello, hello, and we're back. Yep, welcome back to Rain on My Parade. I hope everyone's doing well. I hope everyone's week has been treating them fabulously. My week has been good. My little one's birthday was this week. She turned six. My sister Ash's birthday was this week. My other sister Kai's birthday was last week. So we have just been celebrating and it's been great. Every new year is a blessing. So that's been really, really nice. I will say my little one turning six, it just hit a little bit differently. I don't know. I was a little bit more emotional about it because... Well, it was kind of similar to her turning one. That first year flies by really, really fast. And I think it's probably because you slightly black out for it because you're just like, just survive, survive. But the first six years, wow, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where they went. You know, it was just yesterday. She was a baby and I would carry her around everywhere. She had this big old dome perfect little baby and all of a sudden she's like a mini adult now she dresses herself she packs her own lunch she'll come home with homework she'll be like mom I got this she's got a little feisty attitude sometimes but you know it's obviously from me so I don't really get mad about it but yeah it really flew by I wish I could just control time just a little bit just a little bit But then my brain segued when I was talking or thinking about control, this thought of control and how humans or us as humans, we think that we have control over things or we want control over things. And really the only thing you have control over is yourself, right? How you act, how you think, everything outside of that, you have no control over. You think you do, but that's called an illusion. I don't know what it is. We just want this control. I think it helps people feel a little bit safe if you think you have control. Then my brain started to segue from the idea of control to this theory that I've been seeing go around lately. And I think it has to do with one another. But it's this theory I've been seeing lately about, quote, let them. So I've been seeing the let them theory or the let them era And I think it's Mel Robbins who started this theory. Uh, I was listening to her podcast about it. And it's basically this idea that we have no control over anybody's words or actions outside of our own. And so when somebody says something about you or they treat you a certain way, you need to get to a place where you just let them. You let them say and do whatever they want to do. And you need to get to a place where you train yourself to receive whatever's happening in a way where it's not taken personally. You need to get to a place where you just are so indifferent to it. Whatever's said or done to you, you're just like, oh, all right. An example, I guess, or a few examples would be if someone wants to leave you, you let them. You don't ask why. You just let them. If they want to leave you for someone else, you let them. If they leave you out of things, you let them. If they talk shit about you, you just let them. If they think they're better than you, you just let them, right? You get the gist. Because ultimately, there's no way to stop somebody from talking about you or treating you in a certain way. Because really, you can only do you and you got to let them do them. And I think it's human nature to want to know why though, right? Everybody's always like, well, why? Why do they want to leave me? Why do they 
not want to include me anymore? Why are they talking shit about me? Like, what did I do? You didn't do shit, okay? And the why doesn't matter because sometimes there is no why. There really isn't. But we're all little detectives. We all just want to dive in and dig into the details. Well, why, why? Get to a place again where you just don't take it personally. You just don't care. You just don't care. The why doesn't even matter to you. Because really, anybody saying something bad about you or treating you unkindly, they're probably a hurt human being. We've all heard the saying, hurt people hurt people. It's a classic thing. And you really can't stop hurt people. They need to help themselves. And until then, all you can do is control yourself and how you perceive what is being said and done to you. To a place where you just, you just don't give a goddamn shit. There's just nothing to give. There's like, I, all right, you leaving? All right, see you later. It's just so easy to say, might be harder to do. But it's funny because when I heard this quote theory or people were saying, I'm in my let them era. Like I saw people were getting let them tattoos and stuff. And I was like, I was like, listen here, ma'am. I have been living the let them theory. I feel like I've been in a crash course of let them theories That's what I've been doing. I've been in a crash course. And I feel like at this point in my life, I am like brown belt status. That's where I am. That's where I feel like I am. Okay. And, you know, we've all been talked about before. It's, It's nothing new. If you don't think you've been talked about, like, come on now. You have been. Everybody has been. And sometimes it hits differently. It depends on who says it, what's being said. But you just... It just, it just doesn't matter, right? People have said about me before, oh, well, Steph's a bitch. Steph has a resting bitch face. Steph is weird. Steph is delusional. Steph is divorced. Yeah. Yeah, to all of them. I mean, honestly, it it is what it is, right? But those types of things have never affected me. I've never really quite cared what people say or do. It just doesn't really affect me, I guess. But... This crash course that I was talking about earlier, these situations hit differently. And I wanted to share my crash course with you. I wanted to share the four lessons that I experienced to where I now think that I am a brown belt status. All right. Are you ready? All right. (sighs) Classes in session. Lesson one. So my kid came home once and said that someone told her the reason her old man and I, air quote, broke up, air quoted it, by the way is because I was mean to her old man. And so let's dive into this one. Because was I mean or had I just reached the end of my line? Was I just so fed up? I needed to get out of there. So was I really mean? And the person telling you this, were they there? Do they see me with their own eyes be mean? Or are they telling you a one-sided story? Are they telling you what was told to them? Nobody asked for my side of the story. And why are we telling a child anything about their parents separating. A kid should not know the details of this or shouldn't even be placed into a situation where this is even brought up until they are of an age where they're old enough to really, really care for the answer, but also be old enough to process the answer. And in this case, uh, that was neither. And also, what kind of storyteller are you? Right? It's well, your mom was mean. What does that even mean? That would be like me calling my girlfriend and be like, hey, did you hear about Felicia and Billy? What What about them? Well, they broke up. 
Why? Well, Felicia was mean. What did she do? Well, I don't know, but I mean, she was mean. Is that it? Is that the kind of story you're going to tell me? You're going to call me with no details? What kind of storyteller are you? That's a horrible story. So listen, if you're going to tell a story, tell the story. Be sure that you're going to tell a story. But you also might, might want to make sure that it's your story to tell. And if it's not, stay in your lane. That's it. It's very simple. Now, I remember going through this one and I was like, why? Why is this being said? Why is this even being brought up? And then I told myself, the why doesn't matter. Even if you knew the why, the why would be trash. You wouldn't care about the why because whatever the why is, it's not going to be a good enough why. So it doesn't matter. And then I remember saying to myself, well, all you can do is handle the situation right now with your kid and just help her process what's being said. And I remember telling her, mommy wasn't mean. Mommy was just so fed up with that relationship that she had to get out of it. She didn't want to take part in it anymore. And that's okay. It's okay for people to change their minds. It's okay for people to leave things that no longer serve their best interest. And it's okay to stand up for yourself. And if standing up for yourself is mean, then I'm a very mean person. Okay? But the thing that matters the most is that we care very much about you. And that's all that matters at the end of the day. And what I realized through this lesson, and this is the start of it, right, is I realized that there was no way, there was no way you could stop this from happening. Because again, you have no control. The only thing I had control over was how I perceived what was being said, how I received it, and how I handled it. That's it. And this was the start of me gradually understanding that these situations don't have anything to do with me. Yes, I am the topic of conversation, but it says more about the person saying it than it does about me. Now, lesson number two, I'm going to tell you right now. Lesson number two, it was a hard one for your girl. It really was. But I will say that I've worked on it. I've really processed it and I'm in a much better place about it. It's still a bunch of bullshit, but I have gotten to a way better place. So my kid came home and I remember how old she was specifically because I remember we were in the car. I remember what car seat she was in and I remember what her hair looked like. I remember what she was wearing that day. She was three years old. And I remember she said to me that somebody told her that she has to call her old man's partner, Mommy Sally. I'm going to say this once. Sally is just a name for the storyline. It's not a real name. I don't know how I came about Sally. I think Sally's a really nice name. It's just for the storyline. Anyway, I can only speak for myself when I say this. Anybody outside of myself who provides love, care, affection for my child is much appreciated because the more love that my kid receives, the better. What I don't appreciate is my kid being told to do something that doesn't make any sense, right? So if you're going to call a bonus parent or step parent, mom or dad, I feel genuinely that needs to be the child's idea. The child should get to a place where they've noticed you, they notice that you have been around and they feel comfortable enough and they want to call you mom or dad. If it's not the child's idea, then it's not going to be a genuine thing. And so if you want them to continue calling you that, for as long as you're in the picture, you might want to leave that choice up to them. Because telling a three-year-old, hey, call me this, she would call you anything. You want to be Tinkerbell? 
You want to be a SpongeBob? You want to be a panda? You can be whatever you want to be. Because when you tell a three-year-old to call you something, that's what they're going to call you. Because what happens is when you force a child at a young age to call you something, they're going to do it. But then when they get older, they're going to start to question it. They're going to start to get confused. Wait, why am I calling you this? And I'm calling this person this? I don't understand. They're not dumb. We shouldn't treat kids like they're dumb. They're going to start to question it. And then what's going to happen is it's going to cause confusion in the other parent's home if it was never discussed with them in the first place, which in my situation, it wasn't. So my kids started to question it. Why am I doing this? And for me, I have no idea. I have no idea. And you know what? If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. You don't have to. And my job being in this situation was to support whatever my kid wanted to do. If my kid wanted to continue doing that, she could. But if she didn't, well then, either which way you want to go, I'll support you. But you have to understand what that's going to do to a child. And I will say this, for this one especially, the why took me a very long time. I couldn't let go of the why. I needed to understand why anybody would do such a thing, especially when the kid was very young. And I asked so many people. I would ask my friends and family, and then I was like, oh, you're biased. You love me. So I would ask coworkers. I would ask people who were bonus parents, both female and male. I would ask strangers. I'd be like, hey, what's your thoughts on the matter? I want to know an outsider's perspective. And I never met not one person Not one person who understood or agreed or sided with that individual and what they were doing. Everybody said it was too young to do. And I was like, yes, I know. And again, this is my personal opinion on the matter. But I think what really did it for me, right? Because I spent a lot of time trying to figure out the why. What occurred to me was that this was done maliciously. And I'm gonna tell you how I know. If it was done genuinely, in my opinion, it would have been a discussion. It would have been, hey, you know, this is what we're thinking about doing. Are you okay with that? And if not, can we have a discussion about it? That's how normal human beings work. But that's not what happened. It just was done. And nobody had any say in it, especially not my kid. So that's why I didn't think it was a genuine thing. But I confirmed that it was not genuine when this happened. I remember having a discussion and this individual looked me dead in my eye. And they said to me this, I know you don't like that your child calls me Mommy Sally, but this isn't a competition. These are two things, two sayings put together, both very, what's the word? Um, Well, both of them being just bullshit. Because one thing is saying, hey, I know you don't like it, but I'm going to continue doing it anyway. So when somebody says that to you, oh, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Those are backhanded statements. That's what they are. So if you know I don't like it, but you're going to continue it anyway, why are you doing that? Right? Because if it was genuine, again, we would have a conversation about it. But you think that it's okay because you don't think it's a competition. Now, onto that second statement. When have you ever been told it's not a competition? And it's not a competition. When, when has that ever occurred? Typically, this statement is said when you're maybe doing some thing, maybe like pool or darts, you know, it doesn't really mean anything, but you're there and you're like, hey, you want to play pool, huh? It's not a competition though. 
But while we're here, if you want to slap down a 20, we can. It's always a competition. The person that says it, who says it's not a competition, always thinks that it's a competition. I mean, I, I don't understand. There's like an unwritten rule. So this is how I knew that it was malicious. And that's why for me, the why again, the why was just still something I was trying to process. Why would somebody do such a thing? Why? You got your own kids. Why are you doing this to mine? I don't understand. And so this competition thing too, it was funny because I remember when it was said to me, I remember saying, I don't view you as competition. Why would you view people that are competition that are not at your level? If I'm a collegiate soccer player, I'm not going to look at a recreational tennis player as competition. We're not even playing the same sport, ma'am. So no. And it's in that moment that I knew it was malicious. And I knew again, the why is not going to matter. The why is not going to give you closure. And this moment itself, I got to a place where I was like, all right, well, there's no stopping it. And I had to get to a place where I said, oh, well, okay, well, let them. Let them do what they're going to do. If it's not hurting my kid physically, then we just got to keep it rolling. And this one especially is what taught me it's not about me. Don't take it personal. This has much more to do with this individual, individuals than it does about me. So don't take this one to heart. Though it was meant to hurt me, it was meant to infuriate me, it's not really about me. And for a while there, yeah, I never understood it. I, I, I couldn't process it. I didn't support it. I always supported it to my kid, though. I said, if that's what you want to do, you can say it. If that's what you want to call this individual, you can. But if you don't, you don't have to. You have to understand your rights. You have rights. Especially nowadays are the time when she is like, I don't understand why I'm doing this. And I say, well, neither do I. You don't have to continue. Could care less. Either way, whatever she wants to do, I will support. But that one, out of all four lessons, that's the one. That's the one that took the cake. Now, number three, number three is how I knew for sure lesson two was malicious. Because number three is... Well, yeah, lesson three was when she came home once and she said to me that someone told her that she had to call me Mom Steph. This one was actually funny. I remember her saying this. I was like, mm, absolutely not. No, listen, my name is Mom. The moment I birthed you was the moment my name changed. I changed it. You need to know what my actual first name is. Yeah, of course, but you will call me Mom. I'm Mom, Mommy, Mother, Mama. That's it. That's all you get. Because my name is Mom. Right? If we're in a store and somebody yells out, hey, Steph, Steph, I'm a look. I'm going to see who it is. If somebody yells out, mom, mom, knowing it's not my kid's voice, I will still turn my head. I will still answer because that is now my name as well. So that one was kind of easy. I was just like, oh, that's silly. That's absolutely asinine. Go ahead and disregard that message and you will just call me mom. Got me thinking about this analogy. I have been working on this for a while. Stick with me. When you go to co-parenting class, they teach you that you speak to your co-parent like a business interaction, pretty much. You just are business individuals. That's it. And so the business is your kid. And so in my brain, moms are CEOs, dads are CFOs. At any given time, your business could use both of them. But at any given time, if 
the business is being handled or monitored by the CFO. That doesn't mean that the CEO is not on duty. The CEO's job duties are always constant. They're always there. It doesn't matter, right? So if I'm the CEO and I'm on vacation and I go out of town, that doesn't mean that I don't get emergency calls. That doesn't mean that I'm not made aware of any urgencies. I am still on duty no matter where I am, what I'm doing, because I am the CEO of the company. And I got to thinking, there is not a company in the world where you would walk in, say you are the assistant to the CFO, There's not a company in the world where you would just walk into that company and say, you know what? You're going to call me CEO now. I know you have a CEO, but I'm also going to be called CEO as well. You would never walk into an establishment, a company, not once. There's nothing out there you would ever do that to. Never. You would never say that because I'm going to tell you this right now. The company is who tells you what your name is. You would never tell a company, hey, you're going to call me this. No, the company says, no, I'm going to call you this. It's a company's decision. Regardless of the duties that you might pick up or do or help out with, it's the company's choice to give you a title. I'm going to die on a hill for that analogy. I'm telling you. Anyway, so that was lesson three. So lesson three was a breeze. So the last lesson, lesson four... This one was not difficult for me. This one was much easier to process through because at this point in time... I just was getting much better at it. I was just processing shit much faster. And this one was funny to me. And so what happened was she came home and she she told me that somebody told her that Jesus didn't like mean people and that I was a mean person. I was like, wow, we're bringing the big guy in? Huh? The big guy doesn't like me now? And I remember asking her, well, am I mean? Have you seen me be mean? She was like, no, that's the thing. That's why... I don't understand. And I said, yeah, well, what do we call a person who tells you something that's not true? And she was like, it's a liar. I said, exactly. I'm going to tell you a little thing about the Ten Commandments. It's a loose interpretation, people. Don't come at me. But if you break one of the Ten Commandments and you don't apologize for it, then you might not see your way to heaven. And I remember telling her this. And I remember saying to her, one of, well, two of the commandments are don't lie and don't cheat. She goes, cheat at what? I said, it's not for me to say. I said, go back to the person that started this entire conversation about Jesus and ask them if they cheated at anything. And if they say no, well, then that's the second time that they've proven to you that they're a liar. Listen, you got to play chess when other people are playing checkers. In that lesson, I wasted absolutely no time thinking about the why. I wasted no time processing anything. I heard it. I handled it and I moved on. I didn't take it personal. I just didn't care at this point. I'm flying through that lesson. So what I will say is this, you know, hopefully these four lessons have taught you as well that no matter what is said about you, what is done to you, it's got nothing to do with you. It's got absolutely nothing to do with you because what somebody thinks about you, how they treat you, It says more about them than it does about you. And quite frankly, it's none of your business what other people think about you. Mind your business. Stay in your lane. Don't give it life. Don't take it personally. Don't waste your time on it. It's such a waste of time. So whatever you are going to encounter 
whatever situation it is that you might see in your future, I want you to remember this lesson. You let them. You let them think the way they want to think. You let them do what they're going to do because you can't stop it. You can't control it. The only person you can control is yourself. That's it. That's all I got for you today. Class is dismissed. Don't forget, rain on.